It's a terrible football show, all right? I want whatever you guys are smoking right now. Come on, Shane. You. OH. OH. Oh, baby, go. yeah. <laughs> Shane, I swear to God. Welcome to a terrible football show. That's my quarterback and my teammate, man. <laughs> Ruins my fucking holiday every damn year. Alex, what up? You can thoroughly kiss my ass. Why not let us decide the top four? Yeah, let a terrible football show. Let a terrible football decide terrible the top four. Show. Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> Roll Todd. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Have a good one, oh, 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 yeah, you gotta go. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, you know, I like that Baker Mayfield to myself, man. He was baking up there in the Browns, and it just turned into a big old shit pile. So- <laughs> Get that right. I will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's successful at just giving his terrible opinions, so why can't I? It's a terrible football show, after all. Welcome to Terrible Football Show episode. Chad Johnson, one of the greatest route runners in the history of this league. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day today, whether if you're watching it live alongside us, watching that fact, or listening to this after the fact. It's a great day. It's rivalry weekend for college football, which means Jacob has a very stressful weekend coming up with Ohio State and Michigan. We got, and not only that, we just have a lot to talk about today, okay? All across the board. Of course, the title that I threw on today is we're going to be talking about the Pac-2 because Washington State and Oregon State have gained full control over the Pac, and there's kind of like a layout of what's going to probably happen with the Mountain West and what could potentially happen from there, and it's, it's a lot to talk about. Uh, injury stuff, Joe Burrow, Bengals may be hiding an injury. Uh, there's all sorts of shit, man. We're going to dive into it. I got the boys here with me. I got Jacob and Ricky. Jacob, how you doing? How you feeling? Like, you you, you hit it. I'm so nervous. Yeah. It's the game. <laughs> it is the most important game when it comes to college football, and it is the best rivalry in all of college football. I'm nervous, but I think we're going to do great. I think it's gonna be a damn good game. I'm looking forward to it. But hey, just I'm gonna go just yes or no. Let me hit you with this now. We can dive into it later. If Ohio State loses again. Is Ryan Day on the hot seat? Yes or no? We'll talk. Oh about yeah. It. Oh yeah. Firm, okay. All firm right. hot seat. All right. Bet. Ricky, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing very well. I tell you, I tell you a little story real quick to make you guys laugh, so that way we can get going. I know that Jacob is very stressful and ready to get to Michigan, Ohio State this weekend. But uh, I took my daughter. To an Arkansas State Red Wolves, a Lady Red Wolves basketball game. Shout out! Shout uh, this out. past Friday, uh, they hosted the Razorbacks, the Lady Razorbacks, which was very, very cool in my opinion. Uh, had had good seats. That you know, sat next to this to this nice couple. Um, while we were there, we were put on the jumbotron. Now, thank you, gentlemen. Nice. That I I had not changed out of my uniform. I was still in my Pepsi uniform, <laughs> and. Let's just say Arkansas State does not carry Pepsi, they carry Coke. So on the Jumbotron, you see me in this big 24-ounce cup that says Coca-Cola on it. And I swear I didn't have Coca-Cola in it, but (laughs) yeah, I I could be getting fired. (laughs) (laughs) I could be getting fired, he says. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's funny. Was it a good game? Arkansas State is... 
it, it would have. Arkansas, Arkansas State played horrible in the second and third quarter, uh, but they, they did make it a ball game in the fourth. But, yeah, Arkansas just did way too much shooting. And, um, yeah, like I said, though, they have a, they have a girl there. Uh, her name is Izzy Higginbotham. She is from Batesville. That girl is about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, and she can ball, y'all. She is very, very good. Um, but, yeah, they, they've got a good program. I, th- I think they're good to hit. They're in good heads. The head coach is actually from Strong, which is south of south of where I live, about an hour, 15, hour, 20 from where I live. Uh, Strong is close to the border. It's right in between El Dorado and Crossing along the highway there. So I, th- I think she's going to do wonders there. All right. That's what's up. I'm glad you got put on the Jumbotron and your job potentially in jeopardy. Shout out to that. Woohoo! Ricky, you got to well, I mean, hey, this is your chance to jump to Coke, my guy. There you go. No. No. <laughs> No. no, he says. No, he says. Okay. All right, so, boys, we're going to do something a little bit different here today to kick things off. But before we do that to kick things off, I have to stress to everyone listening to this in any shape or form, you need to go check out some Rogue Energy with the referral link down below. Promo code Sparky3 to get 10% off your order. We would really appreciate that extra support, just like we'd appreciate the extra support if you over to wrote to Agent Inc. with the link down below and pick up a jersey because we have really cool jerseys in you. And join the Discord, because you can come chat with us. All that's linked down below. But anyway, so yes, we're going to do something a little bit different today. Because I sent this to Jacob earlier this, like, last week or whatever, just because, like, how hilarious it was. Okay? Yeah, Steve asked. Steve, <laughs> Steve already asked in chat. Where's the dicks of the week? Yeah, yeah there you go. That's, that's what, okay. We're leading the show off with the dicks of the week. Okay? Because here's the worst part about last week and us not doing it. I sent Jacob my little note thing that I had for myself. It was on there. Like, I had my five on there, and I still forgot it last week. So, Jacob pitched that we should lead the show off with it, and maybe it can lead to some conversations in the show. Uh, So, we're going to do Dicks of the Week. We're going to hit the title topic, and then we can kind of follow up from there because we do have a lot to talk about. So, with that said, we're going to hit our Dicks of the Week right out of the gate. And like I said, it can lead to a lot of interesting conversations. And if you're new here, our Dicks of the Week is our most disappointing thing of the week, our most infuriating, our most confusing, our most hype, and our most shocking. So, boys... It's time to grip it and rip it. All right, so my most disappointing thing of the week, and I was—I messaged Jacob about this. I think it was Saturday. No major upsets this past weekend in college because we were teased with it all day long. I was really hoping to get something that was going to bust up some college football playoff rankings, you know, because it was te- we got we got teases all day long, man. You know, Oregon State, Washington, uh, Michigan, and Maryland, Oklahoma, BYU. There was stuff all over that. Oh, no, I mean, man, no upsets. Big disappointment. I mean, technically there was one. Who gives a fuck about Clemson and North Carolina at this point? They're so far out of this damn thing. Uh, the most infuriating, and I'm going to talk about this here in a little bit, but I'm going to make it brief, is, of course, my Chicago Bears. Because, dear Lord. If that was not a Bears game this weekend, boys, Jesus Christ. The most confusing thing uh, is the Broncos right now on a four-game, five-game winning streak, whatever it is. Like, what the hell is this team out of nowhere? And this is going to sound kind of strange, all right, because I am a Bears fan. I got a lot of Bears stuff behind me, all right? But my most hype moment of the week was the Detroit Lions beating the Chicago Bears in the fashion they did. And the reason why is because, like, I don't hate the Lions. Sure, they're in my division, but how can you hate the Detroit Lions, no matter what team you are, okay? I'm happy to see this team get success. I hope the Bears can get that success one day. And the reason why it was hype, 
not only does it help the Bears out for our draft pick, that's kind of important. Let's be real here. We got to think long game here. Uh, but also, let's be real. That was a game the Lions would have lost 10 times out of 10 in the position that it was. Let's be real. So shout out to the Lions for being the brand new Lions and actually getting a comeback win to me proves their legitimacy as a team, which I'm looking forward to seeing in playoff time. And my most shocking moment of the week, what the hell happened with James Madison? Oh boy. You get college game day into town and here comes the, the buster that is Appalachian State always ruining people's days. They do it every damn time. So those are my dicks of the week. All right, boys, it's your turn. Let's grip it and rip it. What do we got on the docket today? All right. So, for my disappointing... Oh, man. DTR for the Cleveland Browns. Mm. He was so... He looked so good in preseason. And every chance he's gotten to start since then, he just has pretty much just shit a brick. The Browns only won based off their defense this week against the Steelers. Their, de- their, de- their defense is elite. Uh, infuriating. The injury to Joe Burrow. Mm. And whatever comes of this, I swear to God, if they put him out there knowing that he had an injury and it, it got even worse, and I'm pretty sure it's probably nerve damage. I, fire the, that's, fire that's, that's the coaches. Not, what? Fire the coaches. Yeah. Get him gone. Well, Zach Taylor's already on the hot seat as it is. True. And I think this will this will hopefully uh, warm that seat up to the point of boiling. Hopefully. Look, Zach Taylor was a coach who was on the hot seat, had one magical season, and now he's back on where he belongs, the hot seat. I agree. Uh, confusing is uh, the, the, the Rutgers team. How do they play so well for so long and just their their offense is gone now and it has been gone for the last few weeks. They just haven't been able to put up numbers at all against, uh, let's see, they only put up six points against Penn State and they didn't score at all against Iowa. They gave Ohio State a pretty good game in the first half, but they, they've just been non-existent. The most hyped of the week My boy, Tommy DeVito, was balling out with <laughs> the New York Giants. Dude, he was. Now, I understand Washington's defense isn't the same Washington's defense because they let, obviously, Montez Sweat and Chase Young go. But, man, that man looked like an NFL caliber quarterback, and he's going to go home and have dinner with his parents. Did you see that meme? I did. Yeah, that I was did. that was funny. Uh, shocking, however, is the Bills. They looked good, surprisingly. Yeah. Against a great Jets defense. And Josh Allen only threw one interception. Shout out to that. Progress, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky. (laughs) Progress, I guess. (laughs) All right, Ricky, what about you? What's your dicks of the week, my friend? Uh, so disappointing, I, and I know this is going to kind of sound shocking to you guys, but I'm actually disappointed that 
Deshaun Watson's out for the rest of the season, just based off of what Jacob said earlier about uh, the Cleveland Browns defense. Because I've been shouting out the Cleveland Browns defense for at least the last two or three weeks. They are – that is one heck of a defense. You cannot – you cannot say that they are not, and I can read the stats for you if I have to, because uh, they, I believe the last I checked, they led the league in defensive yards, and that was three weeks ago, the last time I checked, and I'm pretty sure they still lead it right now, defensive scoring, things like that. I mean, that is one heck of an, of an elite defense. Infuriating, I, I've, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, got to get rid of Staley in L.A. Oh, They've got yeah. to get a new coach down there. Uh, Done. You cannot go... I mean, they have so much talent, dude. It's it's unreal. And it was, and it, it uh, finally bled to Justin, who's a very calm dude. Really, he is. But you could see how pissed he was this past Sunday. I mean, it's 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 looking bad in L.A. Yeah, it it it, it definitely is. Um, let's see here. Um, and then there is confusing. Um, you know, we've we know we've hyped up Kansas City a little bit. But they're actually slipping a little bit offensively, um, and so I, I don't know. I don't know where they're at at this point because um, one thing I did not know until last night, whenever I was whenever I was watching the game, um, they're the worst team in the NFL right now in second half scoring. Yep. Um, Wild. So right? that's and that's just a shock to me because I mean you would think, uh, you know, once again, even you know, it, you know, they proved they could win without Tyreek Hill. But now it just, it's like the, it's like it's catching up to them basically if you if you want if you want to put it that way um hyped up of course you know I I, I could I could say the Detroit Lions because I like I said I, I was I called that last year I said they were gonna win but I'm also gonna shout out something and I know this may sound confusing because even though I disagree with the decision to keep Sam Pittman I, I'm okay with it for the simple fact is is I, I love Hunter Yurichek. And I love how Hunter Yurichek is just stuck by his gun. He he he's he hasn't uh, he hasn't just pulled the trigger. He's not one of those trigger happy people. He's going to give him a little bit more time. And uh, you know, with college football the way that it is, the way the conference is going to is going to is going to uh, be uh, set out for next year. Um, I I really believe that that is uh, even though I disagree with it, um, I believe it is it is definitely. Um, uh, something to be hyped up about just for the fact is that uh, we do have a very good AD in Hunter Yurichek. And you can, you can look at sports across Arkansas in general. We've had several sports since he's been here, several sports that have never had rankings before that are that have been in the rankings. Um, and we don't have time to go over those sports. So, But anyway, I, I just want to just give a shout-out to that. Um, and then what was the last one that I, uh, I probably Rocky. missed? Shocking, the last uh, one. Uh, the most shocking, uh, the most shocking was how well the Seahawks played in the first half, and they couldn't catch a break in the second half. I, I'll, I'll give that out. Uh, they, they, they owned the Rams in the first half, and then the second half, um, they, they didn't show up at all in the second half. They, I think they only scored three points in the second half. Okay, all right. And let me uh, let me catch up with uh, a lot of different ones here in chat too. Let's see what we got going on. So let's see here. Uh, one, uh, Steve agrees with me on the no disappoint no on the no upsets for disappointing. Uh, Steve also throws out infuriating for the Chargers, confusing. Uh, Jets sticking with Zach Wilson. No, nope, that one uh, they actually benched him. Steve, he is benched uh, for this Friday's game. Third string. He got regulated to third string. Yeah. So they are what? not sticking what? to those guns. 
uh, hype they, moment. They got to they got to see what else they have though. I mean, they do. It's just a thing. Uh, hype moment, which this one is fair because I do definitely agree. Is uh, he he his hype moment of the week was Pat McAfee going after the NCAA. Uh, and I, I can agree to that, man. Pat put Matt NCAA on blast uh, with how shit went down uh, with uh, James Madison. And then shocking for him was, of course, Joe Burrow. Uh, and then our good buddy over here, Kirito MVP 11. Uh, he is the most disappointing for the week. Is Ty Simpson, uh, let's go the football before reaching the goal line. Yeah. Infuriating. Some of the Bears fans blaming Justin Fields for everything. Those Bear fans, uh, they share a brain cell. Uh, I'm going to be like ninety percent of the brain uh, <laughs> yeah. Bears fans. Yeah, it's they, not some. It's most. Yeah, they share a single brain cell. So that that's that's. Uh, I saw I saw you when you as soon as you put that in the comment. I'm just like, well, yeah, I feel you. That is quite infuriating as a Bears fan myself because I don't share a brain cell with the rest of them. So that's why like I have the understanding it's not all his fault and it's an organizational problem. But a lot of Bears fans all share a brain cell. That's just the unfortunate thing of being a Bears fan. Uh, confusing. How did Auburn lose to uh, New Mexico State? That one I have an easy answer to. It's Hugh Freeze because New Mexico State also beat the shit out of his Liberty team last year. They're just his kryptonite for some reason. That's all I can tell you. Uh, hype, Jalen Hurts beats Patrick Mahomes. That was a damn good game last night. MVS with that brutal drop. Oh, Lord. And uh, shocking, Jacksonville State going to a bowl game. That is shocking, but I will say, and I've been ringing this since predictions, Jacksonville State was going to do something. I didn't know they would make it to a bowl game, but they were going to be competitive. All right, they were. I've been ringing that since prediction time. There was one thing I forgot to put on hype. Arkansas State University, their football team beat the shit out of oh Texas Oh, my State God, I know. <laughs> so scored over 70 Dude, points. Dude, I they saw that 60, score. I'm like, what? Three quarters. I'm like, what? Where's like, this coming from? What, what Going happened? Going to a football game. Jesus. Like, yeah, at, least, at least one Arkansas team can go to a postseason thing. Hey, that's all right. That's Ooh. all right. Hey, hey another you, thing for hype, though. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. I, I was going to say that's not only a jab at Arkansas. That's also an unfortunate jab at UCA because they lost to Austin P this weekend, which ultimately gets Austin P into the FCS playoffs and UCA got kicked out. So very unfortunate that one, but at least we got the Red Wolves going to going to do something in the, in postseason play. Another hype thing is... Uh... Aaron Rodgers is jogging already, Dude. and he's eyeing practice in two weeks. Dude. I'm telling you, he faked his injury. Yeah, no, I am all for that theory now. I <laughs> no, okay, I come on. We saw the he pop. his injury to gain hype. No, we saw the pop. Come on. Can't fake that. that I think he may have oh, faked whatever. the severity of it. Look, look, look. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I respect him. But as someone who has completely torn his Achilles tendon, that was an Achilles pop right there. Hey, I've torn my Achilles too, but man, I don't know. This man is superhuman. That's, that's There's just, something going on. That's just all it is, man. He's a superhuman. You know, it's the darkness retreat, all the ayahuasca that he does. <laughs> you know, he's superhuman. It's that simple. All right, that's simple. But you know what else is not simple, though? What's going to happen with the pack? Because that's not very simple. That's actually very complicated because who knows what the future is. So this past week, there was a judge ruling that Oregon State and Washington State very deservingly 
has been granted full control of the pack, which makes sense. Everyone else is leaving. They should have no say in anything with the pack right now when they're all leaving next year. So here's what's going down. To my understanding, none and none uh, besides the Oregon State, Washington State being in control thing. That's the only thing that's like, boom, that one's in stone. Everything else is a we'll see. And you know, we'll wait for official confirmation. But like this is just the initial, like, okay, here's what's probably gonna happen. All right. So basically, what I'm understanding, okay, is Mountain West Pack are gonna do a schedule alignment for at least two years, similar to what Notre Dame did with the ACC in 2020, okay? And this is going to then further kind of lead to the potential of the pack expanding, where, to my understanding, just like the best-performing teams in the Mountain West can essentially get an invite up to the pack, which can then leave their shittier Mountain West teams to just be left out to dry and the Mountain West go under. Who knows? We'll see. So I think it's a very interesting approach, but I also want to throw something else out here, all right? Because pack is in do or die mode, right? Up front, we all know that, and we can look around the room. We, can, you know, we see you ACC with Cal and Stanford. We see you Big Ten with you with Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. We see how fucking stupid this is, and geographical shit does not matter anymore. I personally don't think it's going to stay at the Mountain West. I'm gonna be real with you, boys. You know, I think we're going to start with this Mountain West conference, like, you know, this scheduling uh, agreement for a couple years, maybe take some Mountain West teams up. But I'm not going to be surprised if the SEC, uh, or not the SEC, someone put SEC in the comments and distracted me. Um, if the PAC calls up other group of five conferences that maybe want to have some other teams that maybe want to try to go Power Five, you know what I mean? Whether it's the American or Conference USA or the Sun Belt. I understand it's a different parts of the country for those conferences, but clearly that shit does not matter. You know, let's look around the room, boys. I mean, at least with the Big Ten, at least the name of the conference is like, well, number one, it's wrong based on number, but at least it's not pointing to an area of the country. Meanwhile, we have the Atlantic Coast Conference taking two California teams. Like, I mean, at this point, who gives a shit? You know, like, so that's my mindset is we're going to do this Mountain West thing. We're going to take the best of the Mountain West into the pack. And then they're going to try to pick from some of these other good teams and other conferences that have played really well and have proven themselves. Maybe even a James Madison as dumb as fuck as that's going to be because of how far away they are. But who knows? I was curious, you guys' thoughts. How do you think the future of the pack's going to go? Obviously, we have at least probably two years from the looks of it of the name pack still being relevant in some capacity until something kind of happens. Like, what do you think could happen? And who are some teams that you think could end up being pack teams? I think you hit it right on the head. You know, I think the pack is testing out the waters with the Mountain West uh, teams right now. There's a lot of Mountain West teams for quite some time that have been wanting to jump up to power five, but there's a lot of money to be made when you're at the top of a conference. You know, I'm talking Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno State. Uh, now UNLV and Air Force are starting to play very good too. Um, so I think they might do what you said and take the best of the best from the Mountain West and leave the other teams to out pretty much out the dry. But you have other teams from like the American, like Tulane, SMU, UTSA, uh, UTSA, uh, Conference USA. Liberty's doing very good. There, I mean, you could you could make a case for maybe a team like Army, but they might stay independent. 
The Mac, the Mac is going to stay the same no matter what. The Mac, Mac is the best in their own in college little, football. They exist in their own little bubble. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you also have teams from the Sun Belt like James Madison, Coastal Carolina, Troy, South Alabama. All these teams are doing so well right now. I could very well see jump wanting to jump into a power five conference. And right now with the situation with the pack, it's as easy as it could be. I'm going to 100% agree to disagree. That makes any sense <laughs> okay. Damn. What a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me, so let me get this. So why in the world a, answer this before we, before I give my opinion. <clears throat> What leverage would joining a conference with two teams that obviously nobody wants at this point, a conference that's completely died out, basically, why would you want to do that? It's not going to be a Power 5 conference. I don't care a damn which teams you put in there. You could put North Dakota State and South Dakota State in that conference, and it's not going to be considered a Power 5 conference. You don't have a Power 5 anymore. You basically have a Power 4. And the Big Ten should just rename themselves to back BAC, big ass conference, because that's basically what they are now. They're just one <laughs> big ass conference. And so, but I mean, yeah, just tell me. To me, it does not make sense why someone in a group of five would all of a sudden think, "Oh, we we can go join this whole other conference, become a Power Five conference." That's not how that works, guys. Because if that were the case, the Big Ten would have invited teams like you said, Jacob. They would have invited teams like Coastal Carolina or a Tulane or an SMU or someone like that that's been doing well. But they they didn't do that. They got big schools. They got these big names. Your your best your your best bet at this entire thing is to merge with the Mount West Conference. And I don't care how you do it, but that is your best bet is to merge the Mount West Conference. That or you could go out, you could go get teams like Montana, who's in the FCS, who I think would be a competitor in the FBS. Idaho could move back up to the FBS in this in this case if you want to. I mean, but I mean I don't think it's gonna happen. But I'm just no, saying they're way too dominant case, FBS right now. They ain't moving back I, up. <laughs> they like that's winning. What, but my whole entire thing is though, I don't care which way you put it. There's no more Power Five. They're just going to be another group conference. You got a Power Four, and basically, if they do keep up with a, if they they do end up uh, uh, creating another conference, it's just going to be a group of six instead of a group of five. Here's so, the thing, and I want you, both of your guys' definition here. What do you define as a Power Five conference? Is it money? Is it success? What is it? Uh, for I mean, me, I would, I mean, uh, both, but if I had to put the, put them to, I would say probably money is number one. Okay. Ricky. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you definitely agree. Money and success have everything to do with it. I mean, at the same time, but it's, it's, it's like I said before, they have no leverage <clears throat> whatsoever. Yeah. You can, you could say you give them all the power they want to the PAC 12 conference, they have zero leverage. It's not going to be a Power Five. It will not be a Power Five conference unless you get some teams out of maybe. Maybe if you get some teams out of the Big Twelve. Maybe if you get some of the teams out of the SEC who don't want to be a part of that big merger. Maybe or maybe even some of these lower teams out of the Big Ten. But other other than that, there's no more Power Five. It's not. It, there's there's no leverage they have here. So See, here's the thing, what I'm saying, the definition wise, because if you take just specifically success, there are plenty 
There is a plethora of power five teams right now that haven't seen success in years, but they're still considered power five because they're in a conference with other successful teams. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't that be a similar case with teams joining the pack when they are joining a conference that have at least two successful teams, if not more to be added? No. So, so, so with like the ACC, for instance, you have Virginia and Virginia tech haven't seen success in a very, 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 very long time. The big 10, you have a, pretty much the entire of the entirety of the Big Ten West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just true. have a bunch of teams that are still in Power Five conferences that just have not had success whatsoever, and their stake to claim the Power Five name is kind of empty. So why can't it be the same with the Pack? Because they have no leverage. So zero here, here's my stance on the leverage thing. Okay. So Ricky, your whole stance, I think the way you put it is totally accurate and let's agree to disagree because like it's agree to disagree for now and we'll see how it plays out kind of agree or disagree because here's the thing with the whole power five thing. I actually, I, in terms of like it's notoriety, I agree with you. It's dead. We we're, we're not fucking stupid. All right. We as fans can look at it and say, it's basically down to like two good, great conferences, two good conferences, and then this thing over here on the West Coast. Like, that's basically <laughs> what it is. We know that, right? But in NCAA eyes, okay, if the PAC can get the leverage with the NCAA to remain at the Power Five status, where they can get the invites to the New Year Six Bowl games, the Rose Bowl invite where it's Big Ten in the pack every year. If they can keep that, then that's their leverage. If they can't keep that, then, Ricky, you are so ungodly right. They have no leverage, and they just have to pick straws from whatever they can get to remain a conference, and at that point, you're right. Merge with the Mountain West. But if, if NCAA... I, th I truly and truly believe that for the next four to five years tops, NCAA is going to still try to go for that power five. And PAC is going to try to stay alive. Will they? I would say 30% chance they survive. That's my, per that's my personal opinion is looking at the obvious facts of like they're not going to have any heavy hitters in that conference. The heavy hitters they'll have, they'll have to build the heavy hitters. Let's say they do get the Liberty and the James Madison, the Coles of Carolinas over there. Well, cool, but we need to see them really continue to succeed. You know what I mean? We need we, They're going to have to build their own heavy hitters versus like the Big Ten are getting four heavy hitters. You know what I mean? So like when it comes to the Power Five thing, like it's dead to us as fans, but in NCAA's eyes, it's not dead, and they're going to continue to try to beat this dead horse for a few more years. So that is the PAC's leverage in my mind. If they can keep those power five like graces they have with the bowl invites, the Rose Bowl guarantee, all that bullshit. That's in my eyes their leverage to try to invite a team like Liberty or maybe a maybe a I didn't even, you know, really process the idea of a, of another power five school that maybe wants to try something new. Maybe Nebraska wants to go be a PAC team. Why not? Fuck it. 
you know, maybe one of these other Big 12 teams, maybe Iowa State, maybe they want to go over there. Fuck it. Who knows? So that's actually a good point, too. But that, that's kind of my stance on it uh, with your take, Rick, because you're totally right that they don't have leverage unless NCAA essentially kind of gives them a pat on the ass of leverage. Like, yeah, I guess, whatever. You can keep your New York Six bowl bid. What the fuck ever. All right, let's move on. Uh, that, that's the thing. I, I don't think they're going to keep that bid. I, w- I, I don't we think don't, they will. We don't, next, I, I think don't, they will. Year, I think year, they will. All this start. All this starts next year, guys. Yeah. Think about that. All this starts next year. Yep. So basically, if they keep the Rose Bowl bid next year, you're basically saying the winner of those two teams gets to basically play the winner of the Big Ten. It's or you know if they're not in the playoff, whole nine yards. However, they would do it now. Don't give it to anyways. But I'm, I'm just saying, like in general, guys, I don't think they're going to keep that bid. There's no leverage here other than going out and getting more teams. If they're able to go out and get more teams and rebuild the conference from the bottom up, sure, they may be able to gain leverage one one way or another. But yeah, it just no. It's it, yeah, like I said, it's to me right now, the Pac-12 is totally dead. Am I crazy to think that? I think the NCAA is probably going to help behind the scenes with the Pac with rebuilding the Pac. I kind of think so too. Because I agree with you, Alex. I think I think the NCAA wants to keep the whole Power Five name and you know just the idea of it. Yeah. So I think they're gonna maybe potentially try to bring teams up from the SCS, try to you know help out with the Mountain West, whatever the hell's going on with that. Um, Power Four doesn't sound right. I'll be honest. Power Four just does not sound right at all. It's weird. It's weird to think about, and it's weird to think that that's going to happen next year. That, that like this this conference is basically just going to be two teams. That's going to look really weird on like the ESPN standings uh, page. Facts. <laughs> it's going to look like the like the uh, independence. Yep. But yeah, it's I like just I, I don't think the NCAA is going to let this die. I I, I just don't. I not do not yet. see that at all. Not yet. I like I said. I think five years tops is the kind of the lifeline that we're going to see if the pack will remain a conference. That's my personal opinion. I 100% think that I, I am like, I will go to my grave saying this, the pack will survive. It will live on because they need to keep their TV deal. If they have a TV deal, that's going to entice a lot of teams to want to come play for that conference because a mm. lot of teams don't get TV time much. True. And TV time is a lot of money. A lot yeah. of advertisement money too. Yeah, and that's also leverage too. If they can strike literally and any deal, they being on TV, recruits see your team. They see the coaches. They see the the culture, yep. the atmosphere yep. of your team. That's gonna want to lure in recruits, which also lures in nil deals, and that's even more money. Yeah, but I just wonder now with only two teams being in that conference next year, is are the recruits actually gonna go there? I mean, it's just, like I said, it's, it's going to be a rebuild. That's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be a big rebuild. Well, I'm not saying the recruits will only go to like Oregon State and Washington. I'm saying once teams get into the Pac-12 and and well, right. the Pac and yeah. get on TV with that that television deal, that's when all of the money and the recruits start pouring in because they're on TV. Yeah, which uh, gives them a chance to further co- football career. Worst comes the worst, go the FCS and win championships. True. <laughs> oh, that's big true. That's big true. 
<laughs> no, I, this whole thing that's played out has really made me wonder, like, what is NCAA going to look like five years from now in terms of conferences? Like, you know, is like Pac going to be gone? Are we are we going to maybe miss even like a, like one of the group of five conferences? Because Conference USA, in my opinion, is on its last legs. You know, yeah, you, you, have, you have Liberty in it. You know, and that's it. They made a big call up to get some of the teams that they got. Like, let's see, they were the ones that got Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, uh, I think they pulled over New Mexico State from independent this year. You know, yep. I think Liberty was an independent and they won Conference USA. That is, uh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, like, well, it's just funny. Well, it's because half about. of Conference USA went to uh, American. Yeah. Uh, some of them went, the I Sun, think, to I the think. the Sun Belt, I think, too. Yeah, it was Sun and American is where they went. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I it's going to be fascinating yeah. to see how it plays out. You could you could almost compare it to the Big East of basketball when uh, when basketball when they had Syracuse, Connecticut, and all of them in the Big East, they just moved on. You could almost you could almost compare the two situation. The only difference is that the Big East had enough of those teams that stayed, um, and they've been able to build off that brand. The issue now is you only have two teams in the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, they're not, this is they're really not even similar. a Pac anymore. This is really similar to what happened with the WAC very true yep oh man rest in peace to the whack for anyone that remembers that one uh so catching up on some comments steve said that the razorbacks need to go to the pack i wholeheartedly agree uh oh dear they need to go to the big 12 it'd make more sense they they should go to the big 12 uh, but you know money i mean i mean to give arkansas credit they only suck in football i will give them credit on that so i think they're fine in the sec so they suck at football uh, anyway, uh, Pac Pac twelve should call UAB Air do. Force no, Navy mystery people. Barely, uh, Air Force <laughs> Navy Army Troy South Alabama and Marshall. That besides UAB, that would be quite the quite the call up for uh, for the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> uh, Steve said uh, they will be the island of misfit toys. Have you haven't you ever watched a Christmas movie, Ricky? Referring to the pack, that is also very true. Yes. Who hasn't seen a Christmas story? Probably me, hey, honestly. It's Pac-12 against the world at this point, and I'm here for it, and I'm all for it. Uh, let's see. For, uh, for me, Power 5 is bowl and playoffs and national championship wins. That's a fair way to judge it. Uh, and apparently, whenever you uh, made a shot at Virginia Tech, apparently you shot him in his Virginia Tech pride. I can do it even more. I can say, well, this team gets to come out every home game to enter Sandman and hype up the crowd just to lose. <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, oh, facts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, one of the best oh, college hey. football entrances ever, though. It I will is. say that the atmosphere at Virginia Tech is something else. It is, yeah. So it's it's almost similar to when Arkansas plays Stone Cold's music on third down now. They they actually play Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme music on third down now, and they convert every time on third down. It's just, the, the opponent converts <laughs> third down every time. So I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Virginia Tech does suck. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, no, the pack thing, though, uh, like I said, it's going to be very fascinating to see what happens. I mean, we'll get some – I feel like we'll probably get some obvious news within, what, the next couple months – on how 2024 will play out if they do strike this deal with Mountain West on scheduling. Cause I didn't, I never saw if that was official, just like, Hey, this is what we're working towards. Uh, so that, that's something we're just going to have to continue to monitor. And like I said, I, I we'll see what happens with the power five. I think the power five, we, we know as fans of power five is dead. It's sec big 10 show. We know that, but 
Boy, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to the pack, which sucks that the pack is going out. So, I mean, it's cool to see the pack go out as high as it is, but it just sucks knowing the pack is going to go out. You know what I mean? Because Lord have mercy, has the pack been fun to watch this year? God. Yep. All right, anyway. Yep. FBS, FBS, future FBS game of the week. Oregon State at Hawaii. Hell yeah, brother. Let's get it. <laughs> Man, Hawaii got their shit wrecked this weekend. Oh, my God. Woo. All right, we're two and How one. Cowboys? We're two and one. It's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're two and one. Two and one. Just ignore everything else. Two and one. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, now, in another part of the world here, uh, let's let's go ahead and kind of jump over and chat about this. You know, uh, stay in the college realm here. Oh. So. It's that time. It's that time for the game. You know, big playoff implications with this game coming up. Um, man, I'm just I'm kind of curious. You know, if you know how, depending on how the game plays out, how do you think playoff implications can go? And also, I've been holding this one in the chamber until we got to the talk of the game. But I love making someone mad on this show, whether it's Ricky or Jacob or Shane. I just love doing it. So Jacob, uh, also to ca- follow up with that question of how you think playoff implications can go. What are your thoughts on Kirito saying about 20 minutes ago or so that the Iron Bowl is more notable and the best rivalry in college football over the game? All right. Well, here's where I will shoot any other rivalry down in college football. Ohio State and Michigan's rivalry is based on a actual war that these two teams had for the territory of Toledo. These Michigan and Ohio went to war for Toledo because it was a major port city. There is no other rivalry that I know of that is based upon a war. That's a good point. It is. It is one of the most competitive rivalries ever with usually. I mean, as far as the playoff, uh, history is gone major playoff implications with the winner usually going to the playoff okay i I know he also said earlier that it's the oldest which technically it is the oldest i think let me fact yeah yeah it is Uh, i've got it pulled up here but uh, it may be the oldest but uh the game has more meetings though 118 meetings versus only 87 meetings so there's that and there is way much more prestige with michigan and ohio state than there is Alabama and Auburn. Now, See, that's Alabama, what I yes. agree with. They yeah. have the natties, they have the prestige, but Auburn? No, 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 no. Auburn, they do like, not come close. Like, okay, if we had to look at a big FBS and tier list and tier maker, right? And we had to tier college football programs based on their history and prestige, for me personally, Auburn is, would be going into the A tier. Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, all going to the S tier. That's kind of yeah. how I view it. So that's why I kind of I, I more lean that the game is is a much larger rivalry, at least in my opinion. Uh slight slight change of topic, just real quick. The t- the top six came out. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, because this is uh, this is not technically change of topic because that was part of my question is how this oh, game perfect. will affect it. So what's the top six? What do we got? Number six remains as Oregon. No surprise. Number five is fuck Florida State. Let's go. 
Let's go. Number four <laughs> is Washington, three Michigan, two Ohio State, one Georgia. So they're finally, finally giving credit where credit is due to Washington. I'm bummed that Oregon State lost this weekend. I really wanted that win to come out. And I really wanted to have a lot of playoff busting wins this weekend. That would have been really sweet. Uh, but Washington's just not one of those teams that I hate. They're just not. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see them going on the run that they are. So, I mean, it's cool to see they're getting some respect. And honestly, uh, the unfortunate thing is about uh, fuck Florida State, uh, while I fucking despise them more than any other college program in the country, you know that one factor is probably why they got knocked down is the unfortunate injury to Jordan Travis. Uh, effectively ending his college career, which that is not a way to go out. And it, it pisses me off as just a fan of the game and fan of sports and a fan of football that Jordan is now going to get completely shafted from like Heisman chances and stuff like that. I, it was the same goddamn argument last year with Hendon Hooker. Same goddamn argument. Like, look, if you get injured four games into the season and you were having an, like an incredible, let's say in four games you threw 20 TDs and no picks and you were a Heisman number one candidate and then you get injured four games and you're done for the year, that I can understand you getting taken out of the Heisman rankings at that point. But we are at the tail end of the season and we can't take a player's body of work and still consider them a Heisman candidate. I think that's horseshit. I thought it was horseshit last year with Hendon and it's horseshit this year with Jordan. That's just my take on it. Uh, but, yeah, you got to think that F fuck Florida State getting knocked down, a lot of it has to do with probably Jordan Travis, unfortunately. Which is ridiculous because, yeah, he's out of the game, but Florida State still handedly took out Northern Alabama. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put too much against Florida State because, I mean, they're still playing great football. They just don't have a Heisman candidate as their as their quarterback. Also, Kirito, to, to one random joke to throw out there as a joking counterpoint, if we're going to use uh, getting dirty uh, as the as one example for a great rivalry of Al Alabama and Auburn, uh, for my high school where I went, the rival high school, uh, super gorilla glued a gigantic dildo in my school's Panthers statue's mouth leading into the big rivalry game if we want to talk getting dirty. So I'm just want to throw that out there because that's still really funny. I probably still have the picture of that somewhere on my phone. So, <clears throat> But no, when it comes to the Michigan-Ohio State game, um, the playoff implications of it, you know, whoever wins or loses, how do you think those playoff implications are going to go? Because last year we saw how it played out where both still got in. I think there is still a case to be made. It's it's pretty slim compared to last year, but there is still a case to be made for both of these teams to make to the playoffs. I think so too. Uh, and <laughs> let me be really real here, coming from obviously a Big Ten fan. Yeah. Whoever wins this game is going to have one hell of a contest against that Iowa defense. That Iowa defense is unlike any other defense I've seen in college football currently. They are stout. Now their their offense is a little wishy-washy, you know. We 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 talk we we talk about that every single week. I think Ricky hits it every single chance that he gets. But uh I don't think it's a guarantee that either of these two teams win the Big Ten altogether. 
wouldn't that be the plot twist if Iowa wins the Big Ten because of defense? I mean, if, if you look at what Iowa has done to teams the past, actually pretty much all year, no team, not a single team besides Penn State when they lost, no team has scored over 20 points on them. Yeah. That's insane. Comment from Chad. I hate to say it. Michigan should not be in it because of the spy gate is trying to be fair. That's been the constant conversation. Is what is yeah, what's going to happen? The what? the commit the committee is you know taking that out of consideration because nothing from the NCAA has come out. I think the Big Ten has a lot more information than what they are saying they do. Mm-hmm. Then versus the NCAA investigation, the NCAA investigation it's going to be like three or four years before we see, hear anything about. Them. At that point, I, uh, I can almost guarantee. At that point, Jim's already going to be coaching in the NFL, probably for the Chicago Bears. Spygate yep. thing has nothing to do with the players. It's the coaching. It's the coaching staff. Oh, nine yards. Don't give a damn. I know you got that little smirk on your face over there. <laughs> Jacob, that has nothing See, here's the thing, to though. do with the players. I don't give a damn. It has it do, nothing it does, to though. do with the players. It does, though, because the players are, are – that's an advantage the players have. I don't give a damn. They're still using the advantage. Oh, all you gotta do is watch the TV, and you see these, and you see these big ass signs that these assistant coaches will hold. They'll get these but managers you don't know to hold these big ass signs. Really mean? You don't know what a decoy but, is. You don't know what but, what is. All you gotta do is watch TV, and you can still see the signs on the TV, and still see the signs. That's uh, all you gotta do, I, Jacob. 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 There is so much film study that goes into these to, to, to these coaches and players and all this other kind of stuff. There ain't no damn advantage on stealing a damn sign for the love of God. Oh, there most certainly to... is. Listen, listen. You get your ass whooped, you get your ass whooped. Point blank and simple. That's it, it's just it's just all that, that, that there's there's nothing else to it. You just get your ass kicked. Who cares? There is a reason why. There are rules against this stuff. I agree. You are allowed to watch film. You are allowed to watch whatever you want, but you cannot have somebody there on game day recording. If that was the case, all they've got to do is DVR it and watch it, Jacob. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I see this. Hey, hey, I see this stuff all the time. even, Even on TV. Even on TV, coaches hold that up to their face, their little play sheet. Yes. They hold it up to their face so you can't see what's going on when what they're saying. And and you got some dumbass next to him doing this shit the entire time. Yeah, but you don't know what that means. A lot of people change that for on a week to week basis. And tell me how it gives them an advantage. If 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 they change it week to week, tell me how that gives them an advantage. It doesn't. It does. There's no advantage. There's zero advantage. You just admitted they don't know what's going on. They could be changing all that kind of stuff. For you you never you never know. You never know. Alex, you know I how much study. This, buddy. Do you know how much study <laughs> has to go in to steal signs? <laughs> I'm just saying it has nothing to do with the players. 
So the only way that it, uh, so it's 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 a gray area for me personally in terms of like it having to do with the players because it's one of those things it's like they are using the advantage yes uh, and that's where it has to do with the players but is this like how much do the players actually know in the situation that's a different question you know what I mean you know the coach can just be you know indirectly telling them it's like okay when we see this look you know this is what we're gonna do and they're telling them you're going to see this look, but them keeping it in their own head, like you're going to see this look because we know of the sign, whatever. You know, so it's a gray area of if it actually has to do with the players. Or the players very well could be innocent bystanders in this being punished. Uh, but also, if that is the case, and they're the innocent bystanders in this that gets punished, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, the NCAA rules are there for a reason. And it sucks for the players, but it's just like... One bad apple in a tree ruins the rest of the bunch, okay? So if the one bad apple in the tree is the coach that ruins the, the apple that ruins everything else for the entire program, then that's just unfortunate for the players, but that's just how that's just how it is. Will that hurt them in recruiting? Probably. You know, they're not gonna have any playoff implications. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they'll still have great recruiting classes. It's fucking Michigan. But it's like, will it will will it hurt with maybe some players that want to try to win a championship? Absolutely. But you know. It's, it's a gray area of how much they're directly involved. And as for, like, the advantage thing, I mean, that really just depends. Some schools are probably on their shit, and they change every single meaning where it's just like, this means to do this play one week, and this means a different play next week. The next play means this play. There are probably schools that are on their top of their shit and changing it all the time, but you know there's schools and teams that, that don't, and they may rotate it between two or three plays, you know, and you can watch that and get that advantage. So there's a lot of, like, there's this. it's a big gray area here. I, I am very gray in this situation. I am very, very gray in it. I see both sides very clearly. If that's the case... Don't do signs, period. That's if the big comment. Conv- look, doing this little di- this little deal right here. Look, so that way hey, no one can see what he's like, if he wants to look like Wilson off a of home improvement. That is what every major coach has been saying. You know, uh, Matt Rules has has now chimed into that. That's just like when we were in the NFL, we had you know this, and it was you could relay information a lot better. You know, it's like that Nick Saban's, you know, chimed in on that. It's like we should have been doing that a long time ago. You know, I think Lane Kiffin chimed in on it. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of conversation. That's what we should have been doing. But I know one thing, I think it was Nick, uh, Nick Saban talked about that would have been difficult of why it would have been having to do it, which also to tie all this up as well, as far as I know, they are moving forward with that starting this playoffs and it's going to carry on in the next season onward. Signs are done. To my understanding, the NCAA are, are doing the radio headsets starting playoffs going forward so this is this is done but one thing that nick brought up is like a possible like okay this could be an issue is obviously let's read the room school not every school makes money like alabama michigan ohio state etc you're gonna have smaller schools that might have difficulty with the equipment that's just the facts of, of the world that we live in of having big schools and small schools so that's also a fair point from Nick Saban. Um, but no, I mean, the sign stuff is going away. They are moving into the, the radio headsets starting this playoffs, which I think is better for the college game. And I also think that's better for our upcoming draft picks. I think that's great for them. I think that's great for the players, you know, to get used to having that head, that voice in your ear. Cause like you're going to have that in the NFL. You're going to have to go to the NFL and immediately get used to that. Uh, so I think I think it's benefits top to bottom that they're going in that direction. 
I thought the NFL was only the quarterback that had it. The quarterback and middle linebacker, or not middle yep. linebacker, okay. or just whatever main linebacker needs to have it. It's usually just the middle. The, the Mike linebacker. Yeah, it's usually just the Mike, but, you know, it, it depends on what, I guess, the defense wants to fucking do, but it's nine times out of ten the Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one offensive lineman can have it, too. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's like a center, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's why, uh, especially in the game last night, you saw Jason Kelsey waving off a lot of different plays. Like you'll see him shake his head no or whatever because he can hear what's going on. And then in his in his own mic that he has in his uh in his helmet, he can relay to to Jalen Hurts to not do that play or whatever. It's pretty yeah. cool. He talks about it on the Kelsey podcast. But on a lighter note, a lighter note to get away from the hot debate. Uh welcome back to the top twenty five Clemson. Mm, yeah. And Liberty is now officially ranked. Boom, eleven to zero. Finally, gets ranked. Jesus Christ! <laughs> right? Uh, North Carolina, Utah, and Kansas all dropped out. Hey, didn't Toledo get ranked? No uh, not in the college football playoffs. Oh, it, it was the it was the AP, wasn't it? Yeah, it was AP. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Toledo is twenty three on AP. Liberty's twenty two on it on AP. Okay. Hey, at least they're ranked. I mean, that's the that's the main thing. James Madison is Why's still Tennessee ranked at 24. Ranked? Huh? Why is Tennessee still ranked? That's going to be the ultimate question. They're ranked 21 on college football playoff, and they're ranked 25 on AP. Why is there even two teams with four losses in the college football playoff top 25? Yeah, Clemson and Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. Hey. They should not be there. There's so many other teams vying for a New Year's Six Bowl game for the group of five conferences. Right. They they should be ranked over a four four loss power five teams. Facts. Facts. Uh also I do want to have a share have a moment here and let's have a little round of applause because one of the one of the coolest things to see out of the AP top twenty five and the college football playoff rankings is boys, let's give a round of applause to a team that was complete dog shit the last two years, including two years ago only winning one game. And now setting at eight and three. Shout out to the Arizona Wildcats, baby. You're moving up in the world. Let's get it, baby. Eight and three, 15th on college football playoff, 16th on AP top 25. One single win two years ago. I think they had like five last year. We're moving up, baby. Wildcats are moving up. Let's go. Good job to the Wildcats. Loved, I love to see improvement like that for, for schools like Arizona that are like middle of the road, you know, power five schools. Like I love to see that improvement. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. Who picked up Arizona? Where where are they moving to? Big Ten. Big twelve. Big twelve. I don't know why I said Big Ten. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. No, Big Twelve is getting Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and I think that was it, wasn't it? Was that was that all they were getting? You're right. I think that's it. Because yeah, Cal and Stanford going to ACC. Fucking stupid. Uh, obviously, we know the other four going to the Big 12 uh, or Big 10. So, yeah, I think it is just those four. It's Utah, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and, um, yes, Colorado. <laughs> one thing I was glad to hear that the uh, the Big 10 did come out and uh, say one of the protected rivalries that they plan on keeping, at least through 2028, is the Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State. What about the Civil War? I don't I don't know. Horse shit. <laughs> Civil War is great. 
hate this fucking shit. But hey, at least one rivalry game that we're going to get every single year starting next year because like it doesn't matter if I have any stake in the team or not. Doesn't matter. I love any sort of rivalry. I especially love ones that have a like history behind it plus a special name behind it. With Utah going to the Big 12, we can get the holy war of BYU and Utah every single year. Hopefully. That'd be pretty sweet. Like I said, I love rivalry games, especially ones that have a sweet name like the Holy War. That's an awesome name for a rivalry. Let's go. Just like the Civil War is a great name for a rivalry that we need to protect at all costs. I don't even give a shit if it's in the the first few weeks of the year. Protect it, man. Come on. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the name Bedlam. Oh, yeah. True. Even though that's not really competitive at all whatsoever. Mm, No, no. No. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Boys, did we have other college topics that we wanted to chat about? Okay, before we move on, because I'm like, you know what? I got to look this up. I got got to look this up just because, oh, man. You know, as far as like rivalry names go, 100 Miles of Hate. Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky. That's a good one. That is a good one. That is a really good one. I like that one too. So, of course, Uh, I know, I know, this is definitely not like Power Five, Division One. I think the most interesting robbery still is Henderson State, Washington Baptist. Oh yeah, right across the street from each other. Dude, true. You, they get they get dressed in their own locker room, and they literally walk across the street. Yep. And um. Uh, of course, if you go back as far as like high school rivalries go and everything like that, of course, Ryzen hasn't been very good this year. But Ryzen and Fordyce have a, have a tradition. They get dressed in their own locker room. They're about, oh, 20 minutes apart or so. And they literally pull up with about 10 minutes to go for warm-ups, and then they start the game. Does the, Hen- uh, the Henderson-Washaw Baptist one, does that have a name? I don't remember. Yes, uh, Battle of the Ravine. That's what it is. Anderson actually won it this past year for the first time in five years. Yeah, no, that uh, that is a, a very interesting rivalry just because of the setup for it. Because, like, Jacob, like, he's not joking because, like, I recently went through there. Because I've never really been to that area. I've never really been to that city. I've never had a reason to be in that city. But I, I just recently went through there just driving through because I picked up a new store at the very bottom of the state. So I hit, I checked out that store and I'm driving back and dude, I'm not shitting you. You literally go down the main road. One side is Henderson. One side is Washtenaw Baptist. It's like, this is, this is wild. (laughs) This is so weird to me that they're literally across the street from each other, a crosswalk apart from each other. Now, now Jacob, one thing I will agree with you with is that Ohio State, Michigan in in college football is the biggest rivalry uh, as far as like implications go and everything like that. But Jacob, you need to come down to Alabama, and uh, or you can even come down to Arkansas and meet my pastor, who used to pastor churches down in Al- who's pastor church down in Alabama. Al- Alabama and Auburn is literally a 50-50 divided state when it comes to when it comes to. I know it, I know it, but you got to understand. You also have to understand the recent success. I would say as recent for Auburn, but the most recent success for Auburn dating back a few years back on how big the implications actually were. 
uh, you know, going into those going into those games. Usually, with that game right there, you could throw anything out. That game is usually always very, very close. And so, uh, but I, I'm just saying, like in general, some of these in-state rivalries, uh, Jacob. Even though, like I said, Michigan Ohio State's the biggest. Uh, going in-state, having a divided state just because of two college football teams, does make it very, very interesting. I will agree it makes things interesting, but no other rivalry gets the revenue, the TV viewership, none of it. No, nothing ever comes close to the game. Hell, the game in 2006 was called the game of the century because one team was number one, one team was number two, but at least within the 21st century, these teams are usually ranked in the top five when they go against one another. Mm, true. Alex, I'm surprised you did not bring up Fresno state and Hawaii's rivalry, the golden screwdriver. <laughs> I do like that one. <laughs> I do like that one a lot. Uh, Fresno State, San Diego State, Vulcan. I gotta see. If, I gotta. I'm, I'm interested now. I gotta see if there's any. If there's any more. What the hell? Who has the Iowa frying State, pan? Missouri. I forgot. Who has the frying pan? I'm try, I'm actually trying to find that. Uh, the telephone trophy, Iowa State, Missouri. That's just lame. Yeah. Uh, Illinois and Ohio State used to have a rivalry called the Illabuck, where we'd fight over a turtle. <laughs> uh, that's, the Shillelagh Trophy, Notre Dame, Purdue. What the hell? Yep. Okay. Yep. A lot of these rivalries you're saying are coming back to mind from playing the old NCAA games. Facts. Oh my goodness gracious! Let's see. We're on I four Trophy. It UCF was UCF South hey, Florida. It's uh, SMU and and TCU. They're the ones with the with the. It's the Iron Skillet Battle. Is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Skillet Let's Battle. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, oh gosh, these these are all these are all awesome, man. I'm I'm just looking at some of these. Oh goodness. Uh last thing as far as NCAA goes, and this is strictly this uh, this athletic director is saving his own ass by saying this. But the Michigan State athletic director said that he was eyeing a separation with Mel Tucker in the preseason. There is no way. There is no way. He is just trying to save his own ass when it comes to the media. Because <laughs> they poured so much money into Mel Tucker. There's no way they were going to go go back on it that quickly. Right. On purpose. Facts. Facts. See, now, Wait, I'm, going what? now I'm going down a rabbit hole and I'm looking at college football rivalries too. A right. book of knowledge, Carlton and McAllister Division Three. What the hell? I guess they're just. I guess they're just big. Uh, what you call it? Academic top schools. Shout out to the Bill On Walsh the NFL le boys. Le legacy game that's never fucking relevant. Onto the onto the NFL boys. Facts. All right, let's get to the <laughs> NFL. Let's get to the NFL. Uh, let me just quickly say my piece. We'll move on very fast. Uh, like I like I said earlier, that was the most Bears possible game imaginable. Three interceptions, got some sacks. Justin played fine, still lost the game. So the fact that we went into Monday and Eberflus didn't get fired, that's a Bears move too. It's, it's time to be a Bears fan, I guess. Justin's on his way out the door. He knows it. 
Floos is on his way out the door. He knows it. You know, I don't even know what I want to do with the draft picks anymore. I really don't. You know, I, I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. I'm definitely not sold on Drake. Not sold on either one of them. I'm more in the boat like, hey, let's draft Marvin Harrison Jr. number one. Let's draft one of the two O tackles at number four and move on with our days where I'm adjusting. But it's not. It's going to play out. We're going to draft Caleb or, or Drake. And that three-year era of those guys in Chicago fucking being a bust is going to be great too. Can't wait. Let's move on. Um, so, yeah, uh, the one thing that I am very curious about, you know, we already kind of touched on it, but, man, the Joe Burrow injury thing, right? Uh, I mean, if, if there's an investigation that kind of goes into that and they hit an injury, I mean, these coaches, they got to get, like, suspended, fined, fired, something of the sort, right? Oh, big time. Zach, I've really been wanting Zach Taylor fired for the last two years now. Not only because they can't get it done in the playoffs, but also – the fact of these slow starts at the beginning of the season. That's not how you kick off or should kick off a season whatsoever. When you have so much hype around this new team, new rebranded team that you have with the Cincinnati Bengals. Can't do that. I mean, I mean, I'm going to agree with you on the, on the most part, Jacob, but I think one of the things that you just got to remember, they were just at a Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was two years ago. I'm, I'm and just now, that's recent though. And and two years later, you're five and five. True. But let's 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 look at the facts. Who who on that team from two years ago is no longer on that team? Barely anybody. It's mostly the same okay. team. How many injuries have you dealt with in the last two years? A lot. Including Joe Burrow. A lot. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's it just happened. It's that's that's the thing that sucks about the NFL. Is that injuries just happen? I mean, it's it's part of it. But they are preventable. When it comes to the Bengals, this team had to change their name of their stadium in order to pay their quarterback enough money. But yet they <laughs> refuse to go out and get solid protection for him. And if they even had solid protection for him, they refuse to allow him to sit for a few weeks in order to get even more healthier. But no, That's they awesome. let him play the first three weeks of the season, even though he was still having a nagging injury. And now it's come to, he more than likely had another injury that was sustained either last week or during practice and no one reported it and they allowed him to play through it. And now he has potential nerve damage. Well, you can't handcuff the guy to the bitch. I mean, if the, if the kid says, let's go, let's go. That's not the case. You are a, either a head coach or a GM. You have way more say over it than a quarterback. A quarterback makes more money. He's <laughs> <laughs> that quarterback though. Yeah, I understand, but I'm telling you in general, if Joe Burrow says, hey, I'm ready to go, I mean, you can't force a kid to sit out. Yes, There's nobody can. there. That, no, you can't. You cannot be bullheaded when it comes to your career. I understand that, but this is more, you're, you're, you're solely blaming this on the coaches. This is the NFL. He's not a kid anymore. He is a grown-ass man. And if he, he says, is a hey, I'm ready man to play. still has a boss. I, it, that's very true, but here's the problem: Who's, Who are they going to listen to? Are they going to listen to the a coach who's like, "Well, I don't," or a medical staff? Now, if a medical staffer were to come up and say, "Hey, he doesn't need to play," 
okay, he's he's not playing. Well, so that's going to be part of the possible cleared, investigation. Yes, if he is medically cleared to compete, it's solely up to him. If he says he's, if he says my body's ready to go, hey, you got to, you got to, you got to go with what your quarterback says. You, there you don't are have plenty instances injury. where a, a, if you look at the injury charts, next to a player that's on the injury report, it says coach's decision. True. The coach has the ability to bench a player if he deems it so. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. If a coach goes up to a player and the player says, hey, I'm ready to go. You know where that that boils down to? That boils down to the fact that the coach doesn't have the players do not have enough respect for their coach. That's what that boils down to. Zach Taylor does not have the respect of his players. I, I don't know about that, dude. I, I wouldn't go that far, but. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like, like, like I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it because you and I both had the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl this year. You and I both had high expectations. I had super high expectations for the Bengals this year, and I think and I think you did too. And when you fall short of expectations, you start asking questions. What's what's going wrong? And usually it boils down to the head coach. But but Jacob, I'm not putting this on the head coach. This is on Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow couldn't go, all he's got to do is say, "Hey guys, I can't go." I can't give you 100%. I, I need to sit down. I need to do it. NBA players do it all the time. And nothing's well, ever done to them. I guess we're, we will officially see who the blame is to be put on once the investigation comes out. Very true. And yeah. I mean, if it but does come when, to the, when I look at it point. as a fan on the sidelines, Watching Joe Burrow get injured, go to the sidelines and try to throw the ball, and he can't even go through a quarter of the motion by with gripping the ball. The ball just falls right out of his hands. That just means someone did not do their job properly with reporting this injury. Yeah, and and we've seen different cases like that. I mean, one that Kirito just threw in the chat was uh, RG3. You know, his knee was messed up, and the doctor said he was not clear to go, but Washington still played him. And what happened with RG3 is now a career like Derek uh, yeah. Rose of what ifs, which I agree. Uh, Mike Shanahan ruined RG3 up front. He did. I mean, he did. He should have. I know it was a playoff game. Should have Should have played the role of coach, of boss, and bench him, but you didn't. So I mean, it it does happen, but no. If there there's, I don't I, I don't know if there's going to be an investigation. Was there any confirmation on if that was happening or not? Is a there is there has been confirmation that the NFL is investigating it. Okay, as they should. I mean, he literally came uh, the, into the arena with the brace on. <laughs> the players' association or the players' union or whatever it's called is also investigating it as well. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, like, you could tell he was trying to hide it walking into the arena, but, you know, having his hand in his hoodie, whatever. But, I mean, he was wearing the brace coming into the arena, and yep. there was no, no report on him. So that that's ultimately where there is fault, is there was no report. That's, and that falls to the coach. Yeah, that that's really the big issue here. While there's, you know, you can do the back and forth on being Joe Burrow's fault for playing or not, we can go back and forth on that all day long. I think the biggest issue is the fact that it just wasn't reported. Like, I mean, it could have been reported as a game-time decision, you know. It, it could have been reported like that, but it just wasn't reported. He wasn't on the report at all, and he walked in with it with a, with a, with the brace. So, 
no, it's, it's, it's one of those interesting things that we're going to have to see how the investigation comes out for. But, but there is a shining hope. Jake Browning. Sure. I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion because he was a damn good quarterback in college. I have a sneaky suspicion that he is going to be pretty good in the NFL. Not probably great, not great, but his first game, we get an Apple Cup rematch. Jake Browning versus Gardner Minshew. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and I'm all for it because those yeah, two brother. went back and forth in college. It, they were so good against each other, and I'm all for it. I cannot wait. That's going to be a good one, man. I'm looking forward to that. So, here, so here's the thing, Jacob. You think Cincinnati can still sneak in the playoffs now that Deshaun Watson's out? See, yeah, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be difficult because the Steelers have been playing surprisingly well, I guess, surprisingly. So I don't know. And that, that division is up for, up for debate now because you have Deshaun Watson out, you have Joe Burrow out, you have one of the main targets for Lamar Jackson out with Mark Andrews. The Steelers offense can't can't do any fucking thing to save their life. Kenny Pickett sucks. <laughs> hey, they fired Matt Canada. They fired Matt Canada. The hey, first they fired Matt Canada. That means Najee hey. Harris is finally going to get the ball. Hey, the first uh, Steelers coach or uh, you know, of any form, OC or head coach, to be fired midseason since like what nineteen sixty something. 1950s, yeah, time. something stupid like that. Kind of like how there's never been a Bears head coach in history ever to have been fired midseason. It's it's just, it's just one of those wild statistics about a team. Kirito <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, says he sees AJ McCarron starting, but AJ McCarron is not on the Bengals anymore. Chief. No, he is. Huh? Yeah, as soon as he said that comment, I immediately went to the Bengals roster. AJ McCarron's on there. Cause that was I'm my looking at their roster on ESPN and it's only Jake Browning and Joe Burrow. Jake Browning, Joe Burrow, AJ McCarron, and Drew Pitt. That's who I see. On ESPN? Yeah, I'm on the ESPN roster right now. What? The AJ, hell? AJ McCarron's wearing number four. So he's back from the XFL then? Yeah, yeah. They must have just signed him if I had to guess. It had to have been like honestly yeah. just now because yeah because I I, I, just, I went I, to, I went to his Wikipedia <laughs> he he's currently on the Bengals let's see when he was signed what the hell yeah so he's back but I do think uh actually no he's been signed my guy he was uh si- he was on, he was on the practice squad he was signed on the practice squad back in September yeah I about to say I remember him getting signed but I didn't know it was Cincinnati huh yeah but since he's on the practice squad it's like he just we we just kind of missed it. But I, I, I don't per- care. I think AJ I think McCarran it's gonna be Jake. Good. I think he, it's gonna be Jake. He, you know, give me Jake. Give yeah, me Jake he, Browning. He's a young. He's a I young stud. Let let him go out there. Let him sling it. You know what I mean? Let's see let how him, it let goes. Let him prove himself. If he, if he can't do it, then you throw AJ back in. You know what I mean? Like that's my mindset. I mean, you got a young stud ready to rock and roll, but. Yes, Tom Brady. We would love to have you come play quarterback <laughs> for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> oh, dude. hey. Get Tom Brady on the roster. Hey, speaking of Tom, I want to I want to throw something out there, you know, because we've we've talked about this guy multiple times throughout this year. But did anyone else see the advice that he gave to C.J. Stroud, bro? Ten out of ten. 
Loved it. And CJ Stroud, unfortunately, did not have a great outing. Won the game. That's what's most important. But, you know, that's, you know, throwing three picks and still staying in, in, in the pocket and winning the game. That's big kudos to CJ. But, man, CJ is going to be a fucking superstar in this league. I'm, 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 he is going to be a superstar in this league. Book it, baby. Like, he's already showing it in terms of play, but it's like long term, he is going to be the best quarterback out of that draft. He is going to be an absolute superstar. And just getting like, you know, asking Tom for, for advice and Tom giving him the advice of like, hey, you need to remind yourself this is your job. Everyone else is here for a vacation, here to have a good time and stuff, you know, whatever. But it's just like, you need to keep in mind, this is your job. You need to stay focused because you're doing your job. People are counting on you. And I'm just like, man, it's spitting straight facts. See, that whole segment just really, really, really makes me want Tom Brady as a head coach somewhere. Right. I think he would be a phenomenal head coach. Yeah, I think he would be too. Him and Peyton both. Peyton's enjoying his life right now. Thank <laughs> you, Peyton. <laughs> Also, that segment with Tom Brady, how he was talking about the mediocrity in the NFL yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one. I wholeheartedly agree. I, I, do I was too. just thinking that the other day. Like, where is this? Just you know, where's the Tom Brady at? Where's the Eli or the the Manning brothers? Where's the Roethlisberger? Where's the Rivers? Where is this elite? playing that we used to have it's yeah. just non-existent anymore it's, it's a couple players and that's it you know what i mean uh besides like you know some games here or there and this being honestly his worst year patrick mahomes is in that category no one can disagree or make me change my mind he is in that category yeah. a one million percent jalen's been inconsistent jalen's great yeah. i love jalen but he's been inconsistent justin's been inconsistent that's not his fault though the charges are a shit show Joe's been inconsistent, you know, like there's so much inconsistency, you know, across the league right now, you know, where, you know, years ago, every single week we go in and you expect Drew Brees to throw like 400 plus Tom to throw like four TDs with for 150 yards, uh, Peyton Manning to put up like 350 yards, you know, Ben Roethlisberger to put up four tuds and two picks. Uh, Eli Manning to go out there and put put up three tuds, four hundred yards, and a pick. You know, like you know, I'm 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 firing shots right now up front, uh, <laughs> but I'm calling it as it is. But no, I mean like that that is that, that's straight facts, man. We, we we have gone away from and we're in more of a passing era than we've ever been in. But we've really gone into a, a really weird era right now where it's like we don't have. It's almost how I feel towards college right now. You know what I mean? I have felt about that way towards college since T Law and Fields entered the league. You know what I mean? That I, college has been, where's the elite play? Like the players that are giving us the elite play, it's like, why aren't they getting the same notoriety as like, you know, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? It, it's, it's, we're in a weird era of football, pro and college. Well, and also he was talking about the mediocrity too, being like, yes, okay, the rules are now in place to protect the quarterback, but it has taken the fun out of the game where, now you have a defensive player is responsible for protecting the quarterback when it used to be the quarterback and the offensive line should be responsible for, for protecting the quarterback. And I agree like with that. I am all, I'm all for, you know, preventing injuries and everything. But when you try to change stuff as much as the NFL has, has had and had to do, it just sucks the fun out of it all. Well, it's like last night, whenever uh, I can't remember who it was that got called for roughing the pastor against Patrick Mahomes. 
hands. There was no dirty hit on it, and they called roughing the passer on it. Oh, that was Fletcher Cox. Yeah, Fletcher Cox. That's who it was. And I'm like, there was no. He, Patrick Mahomes moved up in the pocket. He looked like he was going to scramble. He gets rid of the football at the last second, and then Fletcher leads with his hands and pushes him. Rough of the passer. I'm like, that's not rough of the passer. Tom Brady said something that just like resonated with me. He said, as an example of back in the day where the defense was the, the, the you know the main focus of a team, is he purposely would not throw to the middle of the field against Ed Reed because he knew Ed Reed, whoever Ed Reed would hit would be out for the game. You just don't have that mindset as a quarterback anymore because there's too many rules protecting players. And I think that's one reason why we see two down backs instead of just one that just carries that one major role as far as like as far as like power backs go and everything like that, I, th- I think the rules really stretch that out as well. I mean, it's just it's just a different era of football. And now, I don't know if it was real or not. But Brad uh, Brad had sent me something earlier that they're trying to change the way defenses tackle from the hips. I mean, I mean, it's all going geared toward offense. But I will say this much: uh, something I did read up something that this that this is a low low scoring NFL season. It's been one of the lowest for a while. Yeah. Uh, I do two things real quick. Uh, number one, answering a comment in chat. Can you all tell me why the New England Patriots fans don't want Mac Jones to talk to John Parker Wilson? Is that a bad thing that he's doing? Uh, they probably don't want that because they probably are sharing a brain cell like Bears fans and think that, well, he didn't, he never did anything in the league. So why does it matter? I, I, I think that's a stupid approach. Cause like if a dude's fucking smart as shit, he's smart as shit. And I don't think there's any reason to ask a guy like that. But the other thing, this rant, I, I'm, I'm so sorry to go back to Chicago, but Jacob, when you said Tom Brady said this and it resonated with you and then talking about like how, you know, the league was once built on defense like that, it reminded me of a thread that I saw from Martellus Bennett that is, Ooh. oh, buddy, it's so fucking good. And I want, I meant to put this on my doc because I wanted you guys' thoughts on this as outsiders looking in. Martellus Bennett said, the Bears' ownership lacks futurism. The entire business model is built on selling the past, the 85 Bears. They're always trying to recreate that old product instead of buying into and producing a new product. The owners are okay with losing a game, but not the brand built on the past. The Bears need an entire rebrand top to bottom, and they need ownership that is going to transition the organization into the future. They never protect players publicly. You can't trust the organization as a player because you can't relate to the leadership. They can't communicate with the youth. Their audience is a legacy audience, and they're afraid of changing because they don't want to lose out on those legacy fans that make them money. Nostalgia is the greatest marketing tool. I'd be interested in seeing a fan growth of the Bears. The question is, who are the Bears of tomorrow? We've always pitched the Bears of yesterday, what are the plans for the future? The lack of creativity is astonishing. Yesterday ain't winning today. 
Doing what's best for your players is what's best for your franchise. Get creative and help them do what they do best. Coaches always want players to adapt, but never want to adapt their schemes for their players. Chicago is one of the greatest cities to play in. It's fucking great. I don't see you getting stars who want to come here who who want to win to come here in the future because no one knows what the identity of the fan of, of the team or organization is. No real commitment to winning, especially if you keep that coach. The new Chicago probably lacks all connection with the Bears of today. The youth of Chicago favorite team probably isn't even the Bears. What a bombshell! Great fucking thread by Martellus fucking Bennett. Give that man an award. That was beautifully said, accurately said, and it really makes me think about my own team, to be honest with you. It really makes me think that Dallas is still in in that mindset as well. That's the thing. You guys are stuck on the 90s. Arkansas Razorback fans are just as guilty, but I will say this. I will say this much about the Bears organization. So, um, Jonathan Coachman, who used to be in the WWE, and he was also he yep. was also with ESPN. Yep. Jonathan Coachman brought up a story not too long ago when uh, he was trying to get a check from when he was in the XFL, when the check had actually bounced. He said there's, and this this kind of reminds me of, I think Martellus Bennett is head on. There are play just like in the WWE. There are bosses in that building who don't give a damn about anybody below them except for their, and they're the ones that are usually getting the bigger bonuses. They're the ones that are usually making all the decisions and they don't give a damn about anything that happens below them. And when you get that, and like you said, living in the eighties and nineties or whatever the case may be, you get what's just this big old shit show. And that's basically what it is. Facts. Yo, big facts, man. (laughs) Oh, no, that that was that was a great thread. That's a great story from from him as well. Because that's just true. That's that's what resonates here. Now I saw that thread from Martellus the other day, and I was like, okay, I got to share that on the show. That's fucking. This is one of the best threads I've ever read about the Bears. Uh, it'll never change, though. It'll never change. I don't know. I'm I'm go- I'm giving Kevin Warren one off season. To prove to me that he will try to change the Bears. That's all he gets out of me, and I'm done with him. So, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, so I remember, I'm pretty sure it was last year to uh, when you asked me, is Kevin Warren a good person <laughs> for the job? Yeah, I did ask you that. And I told you no. <laughs> I, know, I know you did. <laughs> I know you did, but I'm going to hold on to a little hope. Little hope is what I'm going to hold on to. So, we'll see. Uh, all right, let's see here. Is there other NFL topics that we want to hit? Obviously, we have a lot of games to call, and we are at an hour 40 in. So you guys tell me, is there other stuff that we want to hit? Well, it's our annual announcement of Michael Thomas being put on the IR for a knee injury. All right, shout out to Michael Thomas. <laughs> I think he's still on my fantasy team. Also, man, <laughs> if... Yeah, fuck you, Ricky. Fuck you. I beat you and I beat your ass hard. <laughs> Man, if I forgot to change my lot up too. I forgot. I didn't yeah, put you a did. I, I, you, I saw where you picked up Sam Howell, but you didn't put anyone in. I thought that was funny. But guys, like if there was, <laughs> it was on wave. It was on wave. And I didn't put Gus Edwards in. I probably still would have lost, but I mean, either way, it's okay. It's, it's okay. 
guys, if there's anything, and I mean anything, that like fully just gives you a representation of my luck that I not only have in sports predicting and fantasy and honestly my life, no shit. There is an ongoing joke with my boss of where we have an abbreviation called ABL, which is my luck essentially, right? Um, is the fact that I have bugged Tyler for four fucking weeks to get Mark Andrews. I get him on Thursday for Thursday night football, and now he is out for the fucking season. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> like, hey, I have David and Joku if you want him. Trade deadline's passed. Damn. I think it has. I think it was this past Saturday. I think it was the 18th, yeah. I was just like, dude, like... <laughs> Hey, hey, man, you know, that's pretty shitty. It's also pretty shitty that I have two quarterbacks that can't decide when they want to be good during a week. Like, I have Josh Allen and Jared Goff. One week I put in Goff, Allen does like 40 points. One, I put Allen in because I think he's going to do good, and he doesn't. He throws three picks, and Jared Goff goes off for like four touchdowns. Well, boys, that means we got. We, that means there's only one thing we can do: turn it into a two quarterback league. I do like two QB leagues. They're fun. <laughs> they are. It's a fun. lot of points. That is. A it's lot a of lot of points. points. Hey, you. Hey, no, you guys want to know a lot of points. So obviously, both of you know. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, we got that other little sleeper league that I'm. I'm trying to do. You know, for the remainder of this year, just to do some test stuff. So I've only done a defensive player league one other time, and I kind of use similar stat points that I had set up for this sleeper league, guys. Yo, let me tell you, some of these linebackers can get a hundred fucking points. <laughs> like I'm not shitting you, man. I. I think. I think it was actually Shaq Leonard who got released. Uh, when it was his first or second year with the Colts, I picked him up for, in my draft, and he got like me like 109 points one week. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> defensive players, All man. Right. If you if you adjust the scoring properly, they get points. Like, brah. Yeah, we gotta get that draft. I'm excited done. for that. I hope that I hope that pans out. That yeah, whole project. Yeah, we gotta get that draft done, and then next year, I think what we're gonna do is a standard league, and I think we're gonna do the dynasty league. Uh, D- yes. Dynasty League will literally only be members of of the team because I don't want to swap player. I don't want to swap people in and out every year. I, I don't want to do it. It will just be Sparky Three Team ATFS Team. That's it. No one else. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm not. I'm not changing my stance on that. Uh, the 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 lo- other league probably still not doing ten. I hate 10, 10 person league. I fucking hate it. We're, the other one will probably be eight. So we'll probably have a six and an eight man league. Is what we'll do. Um, next year, uh, all on sleeper. So that'll be fun. But yeah, defensive players, though, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, all right, boys, so we want to get to picks because we do have a lot to go through. We have a lot today. We're loaded. We got a full, we got a full chamber. That's it. Right. Kinky question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacob, <laughs> do you have FCS playoffs for me? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's not start with college because that's going to be the lengthy one. Let's start with NFL. We're going to try to speed run all of this because there is a lot. There is a lot. All right. So let's get to the NFL. Uh, We have our Thanksgiving games. Okay. We have Green Bay at Detroit. Give me the lines. 
Yeah, give me the Lions. Same. Washington Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. We'll see if they ruin your fucking holiday every damn year. They're about to. I swear to God, they're about to. <laughs> give me Dallas, though. Yeah, give me Dallas. Dallas. San Fran at Seattle. San Fran. Give me San Fran. San Fran sounds good. First ever Black Friday game with Thursday night football and Amazon Prime, whatever it's called. But it's Friday, of course. But it's, it's with Amazon Prime. Uh, Miami at the Jets. Give me Miami. I kind of hate that this game's going to be on Friday, but give me Miami. Same. Uh, all right, next up, Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup between T-Law and C.J. Stroud. Uh, give me Jacksonville here. Give me Houston by three. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I don't think they've lost a road game yet. Pittsburgh at Cincy. Give me Pittsburgh with the new era of no Matt Canada. Najee Harris is about to get 150 yards. Mm, give me Jake Browning and Cincinnati. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Carolina at Tennessee. The battle of the shit shows. Give me Tennessee. Give me Carolina. I'm also taking Carolina. I'm glad I'm not the only one taking Carolina. <laughs> New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta coming off a bye week. I think New Orleans did too. Give me New Orleans. Me Atlanta. Uh, yeah, give me Atlanta. Tampa Bay at Indy. Give me Minshew Mania running wild on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Same. Three for three. New England and the Giants. Super Bowl, baby. The battle of the shit shows right now. Give me the Giants because they just seem to have his kryptonite. These two teams could not look any different compared to those, those, those two Super Bowl Bowls. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Tommy DeVito, though, man. I really love that quarterback, and I think he's going to have a pretty good season to finish it out. But the only reason that they're, they're kryptonite is in the postseason. I'm going to take the Patriots. Okay. Ooh. All right. Cleveland and Denver. You know, give me Denver on the hot streak that they're on. I, I don't think I've picked Denver all year. So give me Denver. Don't don't lead me astray now, Russell Wilson. These two teams have – well, Cleveland has an elite defense. Denver has a pretty okay defense. Denver has an offense. So give me Denver. I can't believe I'm picking Denver, too. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take Denver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rams at Arizona. I'm going to continue to try to believe in Kyler Murray. Give me Arizona. Is Carson Wentz starting here? No, I don't think so. Matt Stafford started this past weekend. Give me Arizona. Uh, Arizona should win this game. They're at home. Buffalo and Philly. Give me Philly. Give me Philadelphia because no one can seem to fucking beat them when I want them to. <laughs> I'm also going to take Philadelphia, but I'm hoping they lose. KC at Vegas. Give me KC. Give me Vegas with the upset. Ed, gum it, Jacob. Why would you got to be the opposite? Going to be the only one to pick on me. Yeah, give me Vegas. <laughs> it's because we think similar. Come on, Ricky. We, we know each other too well. All right, Baltimore and L.A. Give me Baltimore plus extra spice of my prediction here. Baltimore with a win. Brandon Staley fired on Monday. Second head coach to be fired this season. I'll double down with that. I will triple down with that. And then uh, that a hell of a game for Monday night, boys. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> and Minnesota. Oh, God. 
My girlfriend's dad is from Minnesota, and he's a Vikings fan, so this should be fun for me. Uh, give me the Bears, I guess. Oh yeah, give me Josh Dobbs and those Vikings, man. I'm I'm shocked they're six and five. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. Look, I know the Vikings are the best, the better pick here, but I I I gotta do my thing, I guess. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's get to college. We'll do the FCS playoffs. Jacob, do you got that? I do. All right, what do we got? Uh, Gardner-Webb at Mercer. Give me Mercer. Uh, same. Okay. I will also take Mercer. Uh, Sacramento State, North Dakota. Sacramento State. Woo! Where's it at? North Dakota. That's all. Oh, I hate that freaking draw for Sacramento State. I'm going to take Sacramento State because I've been riding them high all year, but oh, that does. Oh, that's going to be tough. Yep. Drake going to North Dakota State. North Dakota State. North Dakota State's not the team that they've been, though, guys. This yep. could be this could be an upset. I'm going to take Drake. Ooh, I spicy. as well will take Drake. Spicy. Uh... I don't know how to say this team's name, but uh, Duquesne. How do you say that? Duquesne. Is it Duquesne? Duquesne. What a <laughs> English language is weird. <laughs> English language is weird, bro. That's it's Duquesne. Are you serious with me? There's an S yes. in there. Yes. There's an S in there. Yes, it's French. I guess I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking French. Give me it's Duquesne in Youngtown State, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me state. Give me Youngstown State. Yeah, I will take Youngstown State as well. Yeah, make out this state. No one's <laughs> taking Duquesne. Dust Queen. Uh, North Carolina Central at Richmond. Give me the spatters. I agree. Give, give me Richmond. Richmond. Uh. Nicole's at Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. The Salukis, whatever their name is. <laughs> Did you say was playing them? Did you say Nichols? Nichols. Nichols. At Southern Illinois. Yeah, give me Southern Illinois. The Salukis. Uh, Lafayette at Delaware. Delaware. Give me the Blue Hens. <sighs> this one's probably. This one's gonna be really good, guys. Um, I'm taking Delaware as well. Yeah, Lafayette's only lost two games, but their schedule's not near as tough as Delaware, so I'll take Delaware. And last but not least, Chattanooga at Austin P. Austin P. I'll, I'll take Chattanooga. I will as well take Chattanooga. That's it. Ah, shit. We uh, met, just we just, met, we just as an FYI, games. the team's on by South Dakota State. South Dakota, Montana State, Villanova, Albany, Furman, Montana, and Idaho. All right, boys. We missed two games on FBS. Uh, they, they, it's okay. Yeah, they started today. It was Mac games, too. All right, Peter. Hey, we still have Ohio and Akron. Yeah, I mean, we, we still have literally every single game that we're calling. I should have looked at that. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. I quickly threw all the games together. So apologies to everyone in the league, but we're, we missed uh, Bowling Green in Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan at Buffalo is what it is. Uh, 
Apparently, we got an FCS game in here. I don't know how that's snuck in here. Uh, Tuskegee, Tusk, Gee, Tusky at Alabama Tuskegee. State. Tuskegee. 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 Yeah. Tuskegee. Uh, at Alabama State. Give me Alabama State. <laughs> Give me Alabama State. <laughs> I love I love these team pronouncings today. Yeah, Alabama State should win this game. Now, uh, here's the thing, though, Alex. That there are some FCS schools like the uh, like the SWAC who do not participate in the FCS yep. playoffs. True. They go they go to the Celebration Bowl. I know is the one thing yes. that this, uh, some some teams go to. Uh, next up, we have the Egg Bowl. We have Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Give me Ole Miss. Yep, I will take Ole Miss as well. Get three for three. Ohio at Akron. Give me Ohio. Bit of Bobcats. Ohio. TCU at Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma. Same. Same. Miami at Boston College. Give me Miami. Give me Boston College. Fuck you. I've been taking Miami the last like three weeks and we've been competitive come on fine give me Miami thank you uh, anyway yeah I'll take Miami Uh, Iowa Nebraska Hawkeyes Hawkeyes all the way yeah give me Iowa that's going to be a tough one, but yep, give me Iowa. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what was supposed to be the game of the week. I mean, the the terrible game of the week. I know the game of the week. I don't even know what was supposed to be the terrible game of the week. I don't I'll know. pull it up. I have no idea. Whatever you guys said. I think it was East, East, Carolina, East Carolina and uh, Tulsa. Tulsa, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, Toledo at Central Michigan. Give me Toledo. Same. Same. Memphis at Temple. Give me uh, Memphis. Fuck Temple. Shout out to Tyler. <laughs> Give me Memphis as well. <laughs> yeah, Memphis. Oh my gosh. UTSA at Tulane. Uh, give me Tulane. <laughs> give me uh give me UTSA. I'll take Tulane. Green team. <laughs> uh Utah State in New Mexico. Give me Utah State. Same. Same. The battle line rivalry. Missouri at Arkansas. It's not a freaking rivalry. The battle line rivalry of Missouri and Arkansas. Give me Missouri. Same. Missouri. <laughs> say it a little bit louder. Come on, come on. Say it in the mic. Say it with your chest. Tigers. <laughs> Air Force and Boise State. Air Force has been on a fucking decline, man. Give me Boise State. I'm done. Picking. You know they've been on a decline ever since I started. Yeah, you you have. You have. Give me Boise State. Uh, same. All right, Texas Tech, Texas. Give me Texas. Same. Same. Next one's easy. Penn State for all of us. Penn State, yep. Michigan State. The Civil War. Oregon State. The Beeves versus the Duckies of Oregon. Oregon State won it last year. Oregon State's going to win it again. Give me the beefs. The Ducks. Fuck you. But that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Ducks are going to win this year. Uh, Middle Tennessee and Sam Houston. Give me Middle Tennessee. Same. Kentucky yep. at Louisville. Give me Louisville. Same. Yep. Pittsburgh at Duke. Give me Duke. Give me Pitt. I'll take Pitt as well. Indiana at Purdue. Give me Purdue. 
same. No, Indiana. <laughs> Purdue sucks this year. Yeah, but so does Indiana. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Jacob. I'll take Indiana. Troy at Southern Miss. Give me Troy. Same. Yep. Navy at SMU. Give me SMU. Same. Yep. NIU at Kent State. Give me NIU. Same. Yep. Are we sure this next game shouldn't have been terrible game of the week? What's their records? It, it, it definitely should have been. They both suck. All right, hold on. We may skip this one for now. We may have to come back to this one. I think these teams, I think this should probably be the, the actual uh, game of the week. Let me, let me go pull up this game here. What's the, what's these, what's these shit bags freaking record right now? All right, let me, let me, let me pull up some information. We got, we're about to bully the independence. Are they both independent? Okay, thank you for telling me that. Let me go look. Uh, I don't know, boys. I think that a, after how off I was on one of these two teams, I think we should make this our final terrible game of the week. Because let's be honest, next week we terrible game of the week's done after this. We're in championship time. You know what I mean? So yep. for I think for terrible game of the week, we will save this one for now. Uh, Texas A&M and LSU. Uh, give me LSU. Save. Take it, Texas A&M. Mm, okay. Miami of Ohio versus Ball State. Give me Miami of Ohio. Same. Yep. Houston at UCF. Give me UCF. Same. Same. BYU at Oklahoma State. Give me. Oh, give me BYU. Be BYU as well. Oklahoma State. Arizona, Arizona State. Give me Arizona. Same. Yep. Iowa State, Kansas State. Give me Kansas State. Iowa State's been on a roll, but give me Kansas State. I will also take Kansas State. FAU at Rice. Give me FAU. Same. Uh, yeah, I'll take FAU. Actually, no. Give me Rice. I'm changing it. Give me Rice. Give me the Owls. Uh, West Virginia at Baylor. Give me the Mountaineers. Yeah, give me uh, West Virginia. I'll take West Virginia as well. Kansas at Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati. The Kansas, fortunately. Kansas. Colorado at Utah. Will Colorado finally get off their losing streak? I say Utah. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. <laughs> Go, Utah. Wake Forest at Syracuse. Give me the orange. Same. They did They did, They did. did just fire their head coach, too. The orange? Yes. Oh, give me Wake Forest. Missed that piece of information. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they fired him. Okay. Georgia State at Old Dominion. Give me Georgia State. Give me Old Dominion. Uh, Georgia State. Southern at Grambling. Uh, give me Southern. Hey. I'll also take Southern. Tulsa at East Carolina. Give me Tulsa. Every time East Carolina is picked, I say they play good at home. They play tough at home, but they haven't at all this year. Give me Tulsa. Both these teams suck. Though. I'm gonna give East Carolina the the doubt, the benefit of the doubt. UAB and North Texas. Give me 
UAB. Give me North Texas. Uh, yeah, give me North Texas. Louisiana Monroe at Louisiana. Give me the Raging Cajuns, boys. Yeah, UL, ULM sucks. Give me the Raging Cajuns. Same. All right, we have San Jose State at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Give me UNLV. Yep, give me Vegas. Same. West Kentucky at FIU. That almost beat Arkansas. Uh, give me West Kentucky. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, ricky did you say your pick no let's move on all right james madison to coastal carolina uh give me james madison give me coastal carolina of course you would pick coastal carolina <laughs> why are you gonna pick coastal carolina Yes. Yeah, I knew it. Northwestern at Illinois. Give me Northwestern. They have been surprisingly a okay team this year after all that's happened. I know. It's it's very strange. Give me Northwestern as well. Oh, didn't I say that Northwestern was not going to win a game? I did too. Aren't they? I did they too. I said they were going to win one game this year. I got to see this real quick. I think they're bowl eligible. They are. They're six Bre and five. Wow. They are six and five. <laughs> uh, Illinois is three and five. Yeah, they suck. Uh, no. Let's see here. No, Illinois is five and six. They need this to become bowl eligible. You know what? Give me Brett Bielema at home. <laughs> uh, Vandy at Tennessee. Give me Tennessee. Ricky, it's your last chance. Pick Vandy. You going to do it? Hell no. They are over in conference play. Give me Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Georgia Southern, Appalachian State. Give me Appalachian State. Same. Yeah, same. And for the record, I said Vanderbilt was going to win eight games. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then again, I said I did Tennessee say was going to win the SEC and go undefeated. <laughs> That is very true. Okay. I don't, Big I, miss on I, that one. I, I, that makes me feel better. All right. Arkansas State at Marshall. Give me Arkansas State. Give me Marshall. This one's tough. This one's very tough. Arkansas State's been playing lights out here lately. I'm, I'm going to stick with Arkansas State. The Battle of the Shits. Virginia Tech and Virginia. Virginia Tech's Virginia been playing better. Give me Virginia Tech. But Virginia has also been playing very well too, and this is a uh, this would also be a time. I'm, I'm gonna take Virginia. Uh, give me Virginia Tech, I think. Yeah, give me Virginia Tech. Uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Battle of the soon-to-be former Big Ten teams. Give me Maryland. Give me the Turtles. Same. Give me the Turts. Wisconsin and Minnesota. Give me Wisconsin. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota needs to win this to become bowl eligible. I'm going to take Minnesota. Next up, we have the Iron Bowl, a.k.a. not as notable as the game rivalry. We have Alabama and Auburn. <laughs> Give me Alabama. Oh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Give me I'm Alabama. sorry, Kirito. I got to throw them shots out whenever I get a chance. <laughs> I throw it out to everyone. Don't, don't, don't take it personal. 
Alabama, Alabama should win, but guys, do not be surprised if this is a close game. Uh, in terms of the shots that I like to throw out, my favorite one still, because it went right over Ricky for a second, and Jacob's reaction was just priceless, was last year, conference championships, MAC championship. Got to Ohio in the championship, and I said, next up we have uh, the Ohio team actually playing for a conference championship, and so-and-so. And, -so. and I, I just paused, and Ricky started talking. Jacob's face was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, because <laughs> Ohio State obviously wasn't in the Big Ten championship. <laughs> that was my favorite this side shot fired I've ever fired out. <laughs> All right, next up, Liberty at UTEP. Give me Liberty. Same. Liberty Bibbity. Washington State and Washington with the Apple Cup. Give me Washington. I would love for the Cougs to get a fucking upset here. So bad, but do give it, me Washington. Do it for the Beavs. Yeah, Washington's going to win this game. Jacksonville State, New Mexico State. Give me Jacksonville State. The two surprising teams this year, in my opinion. Facts. Give me New Mexico State. I will also take New Mexico State. All right, Jacob, you staying true to your prediction? Because here we are. We got oh, Buck, Florida State, yeah, and Florida. Yeah. Give me the Gators, baby. Give me the Gators. <laughs> with, By 14. With Jordan no longer being in this game, I don't actually know how the backup is going, who who the backup is. I don't know. Uh, obviously, I fucking hate Florida State. I'm not going to track their fucking team. Uh, give me the Gators. I think they could pull off the yeah. upset. Yeah, I think they yeah. could. I think they could pull off the upset. Let me look at these QBs. They have like 19 QBs on this roster. I don't even know who the starter is going to fucking be. They have four freshman quarterbacks. Are you shitting me right now? Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> um, they have AJ Duffy, Block, Brock, uh, Glenn, Michael Grant, Dylan uh, Mac McManera. Uh, then we have a junior named Tate Roadmaker. That's a that's a fucking last name right there, boys. So I would that's assume the guy who started. Yeah, after I would assume it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be Tate. Let's see, how, how, I mean, how, he had three touchdowns to finish the game. So I mean, he's not like he's bad. Plus that that offense is a good plug and play. I think anybody can be plugged into that offense and still be a decent quarterback. Actually, you know what? Give me fuck Florida State. I'm, sorry, I'm still Jake. going with the Gators, though. I said it from the get-go. You, you did. Yes, I am taking Florida State as well. South Alabama and Texas State. Give me Texas State. Jaguars. Texas State's been on a slump. Give me South Alabama. Notre Dame and Stanford. Give me Notre Dame. Give me Stanford. Interesting. Notre Dame. Clemson at South Carolina. Give me South Carolina, boys. They're going to catch this dub just like they did last year. This dub would make them bowl eligible, but give me Clemson. Yep, Clemson. All right, boys. Is Georgia Tech going to pull the upset? <laughs> Georgia and Georgia Tech, boys. Please, for the love of God, Georgia Tech, do the upset. But I I'm picking Georgia I'm picking just Georgia. for point's sake. Yeah, I'm picking Georgia. Hmm. I want to pull it so bad. I really do. Do it. Do it. Do it, please. You have plenty please. of other games to help out your record. Do it now. You have plenty of other games that could help out your record since we're picking every game. 
I understand that, guys, but I'm not stupid. George is, <laughs> George is going to win this game. It's going to be a landslide. All right, Charlotte, South Florida. Give me the Bulls. Give me South Florida. Same. Let's see here. Charlotte is... Yeah, they're... No, they suck. <laughs> uh, South Florida sucks, too. Uh, South Florida's at home. Give me South Florida. South Florida, you know, almost knocked off Alabama. Oh dear God! Rest in peace uh, when true. the uh, when the Battle of I four used to be here. What? What would you say? I said rest in peace to when the Battle of I four used to be here. Oh. Did we all get our picks in? Did I miss that? Did, did Ricky get his pick in? I don't think he did. South Florida. Okay, yeah. Oh. Uh, North Carolina, NC State. Give me North Carolina. Give me NC State. Give me NC State. Wyoming and Nevada. Give me Wyoming. Same. Yep. Fresno State, San Diego State. Give me Fresno State. Same. Same. Stay classy, San Diego, with this L. Uh, California at UCLA. Give me UCLA. Give me Cal. I really want to pull the trigger for Cal as well. Um, they haven't been bad. They have played some good. They, 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 have, they, they win this, they're bowl eligible. So. Very true, but UCLA is also, uh, they're, they've only lost one game at home this year. Um, and I, I think they stay that way. Get, yeah, I'm going to stick with UCLA. All right, boys. Colorado State, Hawaii. Hawaii is going to end the season with a W. Give me Hawaii. I hope <laughs> You know, Colorado State's only won one game on the road. They had their one moment of shine, and that was it. Give give me the bows. Yes. Come on, Rick. Mm. Why not? I'll, I'll take Hawaii. Thank you. It's, a, it's the last opportunity we have. We can't pick Hawaii till next year. How's that feel? This is it. <laughs> this is it. No more. Relief. Oh, fuck. Potentially you. forever. Oh, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the first time in forever. <laughs> All right. Uh, final terrible game of the year. It was a year where we really bullied the FCS. We've got to do better about that next year. We have. No, we don't. The team that I thought was going to do so much better and be bowl eligible, the UConn Huskish versus the UMass Minutemen. Normally, I'd pick UConn, but because I'm pissed off at my Husky Lucario, give me the Minutemen. <laughs> he made me mad when I got home today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me UMass. Uh, UMass has one win at home, and UConn has you know one win away, and you know they only have two wins. Battle general, of the shits, but... baby. <laughs> give me UMass. I will also take you, Mess. And lastly, our game of the week. The game. Ohio State at Michigan. Go ahead, Ricky. Go first. Oh, no. I was going to let you go first, sir. This is your game. <laughs> no, I, I would like to hear what you guys have to say before I say anything. Michigan. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, Alex. 
quick with basically goodness gracious good work all right okay all season long i have i have i have pinpointed toward michigan the entire year i have gotten this game right even before you guys because i usually do you know prediction of my own but i have gotten this game correct the last four years and i am really banking on getting this right for another for for, a, for another year and i i feel very very confident with this pick oh. do it come on because i was lying about michigan let's go I'm taking Ohio State. Let's yeah! go! Let's go! Let's go, baby! Oh, H! Let's go! <sighs> yeah, give me Ohio State. Give me Ohio. Ohio State has battled this year with the Penn States and the Notre Dames of the world. They're going to battle again this weekend. Give me Ohio State. Listen, guys, it's plain and simple. It is plain and simple. Ohio State has a top five defense in the country they are electrifying they have one of the best receiving cores in the country as well outside of lsu because lsu has like three three receivers in the top five which is crazy to think about but last week we got to see a michigan without the sign stealing coaches play a good team in maryland and maryland almost pulled off the upset ohio state thrashed Maryland in the second half. Maryland gave us a good game in the first half. But that's besides the point. This is the year that we turn it back around against Michigan. Ryan Day will not be fired, even though I hope he does. Uh, huh. Give me the Ohio, Ohio State. State Buckeye. OH. IO. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it. Kirito's picking Michigan because he wanted to make you mad. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, geez. All right. I'm going to turn down this music uh, because we've made it through all of our picks. Another lengthy one, of course. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show now. Over two hours, got through all picks. Big shout out to that. Uh, also, big shout out to Thanksgiving being in a couple days. Uh, hopefully, you, everyone out there watching, listening, or whatever, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and a wonderful weekend of college and professional football. Uh, if you do any Black Friday shopping, hopefully you get some great deals in whatever you're shopping for. If you go out and see a movie... The Thanksgiving movie is fairly fucking entertaining. I'll say that. So I would say go see it. I think it could be a good November film for horror fans to enjoy in some capacity. Turn your brain off and go have a good time. Uh, but with all that said, we hit the music. We're going to work our way out of here. Uh, a couple other things. If you could, uh, please make sure to keep an eye on like the Sparky3 like community page here on the YouTube. I'm posting something probably in like the next week about something coming up. For one of our other podcasts, Game Static, uh, that we go live every single Saturday, I'll probably also announce it there on the next episode we do, which will be on December second, December second, Game Static, or maybe December second. We'll see. I may have I may have to go to a state championship game. 
Either way, next game aesthetic episode got something cool coming. You can also follow me at Twitter at AlexLight23 or at X, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Uh, either way, give me a follow. I'll be posting things there too. Join the Discord and you'll get the news there. We got something really cool coming for Game Static and the Game Awards, and I'm really looking forward to announcing it. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, boys, last thoughts before we get out of here. It's going to be a good week. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Good weekend for football straight ahead. Boys, y'all have a happy Thanksgiving, as well as to our listeners, to everybody else. Y'all have a good one. See you, Rick. Love you. But, yeah. Uh, all right. With all that said, make sure to do last-minute things for me. Drop a like, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. We would appreciate that so much. Whether you're listening, whether you're listening at the Terrible Football Show YouTube, the Sparky3 YouTube, Sparky3 Twitch, Sparky3 Kick, we're live on all four. Drop a follow, like, whatever it can allow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Of course, join the Discord, link down below. You can come chat with us in there, whatever. Maybe be a guest caller, all that sort of BS. Uh, Rogue Energy, referral link down below, promo code SPARKY3. I think they got some Black Friday deals going on, so if you don't want to use our promo code, all good. Just use the referral link, and you're still supporting us greatly, uh, as well as go over to Agent Inc. and pick up a jersey because we have such cool jerseys on that merch store. So sick between this one with a trash can on it, the Animan Plus one, the Game Aesthetic one. They're all cool. I think my music's about to end. Let me just go ahead and just restart that on my side real quick. Uh, but yeah, again, happy happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Ha- safe, ha- happy, safe Black Friday shopping season. We'll be back next week, of course. And again, uh, follow me over at Twitter at AlexLight23. I'm going to be posting something really cool for Game Aesthetic here in the near future that even Jacob will be a part of. It's going to be really cool. Can't wait. It's going to be sick. And make sure to check out Game Static, of course. We're live every single Saturday. Besides this upcoming Saturday, we're off for the holidays. <laughs> but, yeah, check out Game Static. It's a fun time. Available on all platforms and everything. Uh, with all that said, until next time, happy holidays. Bye. Bye.